We welcome back to the show today and are particularly pleased that we can be speaking with the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, Max Page, because there was breaking news today, late yesterday, that the Secretary of Education for the Commonwealth is resigning. It's a big deal. I mean, a lot of people can begin to tell you who the Secretary of Education is uh, for the United States, and I suspect that many listeners have no idea who the Secretary of Education is for the Commonwealth, but this is a person in a position has enormous power and influence over the education of all the students in the Commonwealth, public schools, higher ed, and so on. So, Max Page, tell us what happened and what you understand the reasoning is for the Secretary of Education to resign, and it's going to be a resignation that will take place soon. What do you know, Max? Well, I first have to correct something. It, it's the Commissioner of Education. Oh, right. The Secretary is still on office. So there's Commissioner Jeff Riley of the the of, of elementary and secondary education. He is the one resigning as of March 15th. Um, Secretary Tutwiler is the, is the Secretary of Education is still around. So I apologize. This is the a big deal, though. The you are you right. you are right about the big deal. Um, Riley has been around for a while as a teacher, principal, probably most notably before Commissioner. He was the receiver in the Lawrence district, which is one of the three districts like Holyoke and Southbridge that it were taken over. Um, so it's a big deal that he is at this moment deciding to take off. And obviously last week we spoke about the fact that he uh, kind of turned down Holyoke's unified uh, request to come out of receivership. Yes, and there was a big, um, so big article in the, anyway, in, in the Gazette, big, big article in the Gazette this week. Uh, about the uh, letter that would be sent back to the Commissioner of Education who had turned down Holyoke's request to be, uh, to be allowed to exit receivership for its school system. And now the uh, Commissioner, Jeff Riley, is leaving that position. Does that set back Holyoke, or can a new commissioner uh, step into that role and say, yes, I'll revisit this decision now? Well, it's a very good question. On the one hand, um, it sets things back just because, you know, there's a transition, there will be an interim for a while, then there will be a search, and there will be a, a new commissioner appointed. So it could indeed set that back. On the other hand, um, Jeff Riley uh, provided no guidance on how districts could come to receivership. Lawrence has been in receivership since two. Endless process, meaning there's no, it's like a, you know, it's a maze and you don't know how to even come out. So it is possible that the, the new commissioner will realize this receivership policy and will uh, join with us, the Massachusetts Teachers Association, in seeking passage of the Thrive Act, which among other things would um, end the system that we have. And rather than punish those districts that are always, always poor, largely, um, you know, largely Latino districts that have been taken over instead of that kind of punitive system, um, build in a supportive system about providing the resources that those places need. So that's one way a new commissioner, I think, could be different. So, Max Page, I would like to understand more about how this all works, really. 
And you're the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association. Jeff Riley is the commissioner of education. Does he call you up and say, hey, Max, this is what's on my mind, or you read this in the uh, paper or in your media feeds like everybody else? No, I mean, look, he called me before the announcement was made, and we've had regular meetings, I would say. Not, not that regular, but we do absolutely stay in touch. He's a perfectly fine uh, human being, you know, and, and we can talk openly about different policies. But we have, we have had fundamental uh, disagreements. He remains committed to the receivership process, for instance. He has, you know, remained committed to MCAS, and MCAS has a graduation requirement, which, of course, the MTA and its allies are trying to um, upend, get rid of, via a ballot initiative. Um, you know, and he has not understood the, the crisis in some districts that has led to strikes and and dramatic improvements for um, students and educators. So there's been a number of issues in which we've really not agreed. And I'm hoping that the governor, um, who will have a chance to influence who is chosen, uh, will choose someone who is, is, is different. May I explore that a bit with you, Max? I'm not quite sure. He is the commissioner of the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, he, Jeffrey Riley. So there is a board. That's correct. There's a board that governs that department. And I'm wondering whether it's the board that actually chooses the succeeding commissioner. Or is it the governor who appoints? Max Page? Well, it's a complicated process. It is indeed the board that chooses, uh, but they first have to choose by a by a supermajority. The person they recommend has to have a supermajority, which means that the Baker appointees who have, you know, been in control even through the first year of uh, Governor Healy's administration uh, won't be able to put forward something that's not, that's, uh, who's unacceptable because you have to get a supermajority. And then the Secretary of Education, which is appointed by the governor, that's Pat Tutwiler, he has his veto power. He can essentially say, I don't accept your recommendation. So the truth is that there will be someone much more in line with the governor's outlook. And we hope and expect that the governor will appoint someone who is more open to transforming our high stakes testing system and uh, ending um, and up, you know, ending this this distract destructive receivership policy, among other things. So, Max Page, that comment brings me to two really important questions, one of which is maybe un, unknowable. Was Commissioner Jeff Riley pushed or did he jump? There's a quote from him in today's uh, media. Uh, he, he's going to spend more time taking care of his aging parents, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what to make of that. Was he asked to leave or did he really go voluntarily on his own volition? Um, look, I... I honestly do not know. I would say that uh, the governor, as any governor would want, would want to have her imprint on one of the most important parts of of state government, which is public education, especially since we have built the best public education system in the country. So, you know, she's been appointing, uh, I think, some very good people to that board as the board seats come open. And I think, um, no doubt, there was a different direction wanted 
um, it, by the administration from the commissioner. But I have no specific knowledge of that. But but when someone I do believe obviously there's you know issues, family issues that he spoke about openly, and he's saying he you know he really can't stay around for five or six years, and they they need someone like that. Maybe there's some truth to that. But but to leave mid year, maybe suggest that um, there was a desire to move along and find someone new. So, Max Page, spend a minute, just a minute, if you would, please. What does this do, this resignation of Commissioner Jeff Riley, do to the pending legislation uh, about MCAS uh, and the ballot initiative that will go forward if the legislature doesn't act? Well, I think um, in some ways it's a separate issue because the, the I mean, the, the the commissioner does not have direct influence over that, although, you know, Jeff Riley has been a, of course, he's tied to the receivership process. He's been tied in to promoting MCAS and, and the like. So having him out of the picture may allow us to have a better debate and move forward with the Thrive Act. But of course, we always have the ballot initiative um, about the MCAS graduation requirement, which we're in November with, if necessary. But we, we hope we'd be glad to have that have that Thrive Act passed, which would uh, solve the problem. All right. The Thrive Act will, as part of that act, make the MCAS not a graduation requirement. Buzz, you had a question or a comment? I did. I want to return back to the structure of the board, Max Page. Should, well, I don't know, forgive my ignorance, does the MTA have any uh, authority to uh, infuse itself into the, into, uh, the process of determining who's on the board? That is, should shouldn't the MTA have a seat at that table? Well, it's well. We I will say this: um, labor has a seat, and we did propose via the AFL-CIO, as is required by law, several people, and the governor chose an outstanding person, Delita Rocha, Roca, and so she is now serving on um, on the board as a labor representative. But you do raise an important point, which is for a long time under Baker, there were no real educators. On there, and there's actually not a seat of separate for an actual educator on that board. Which at different times, people have proposed legislation to change the board to allow for an educator. Fortunately, now um, there are people. Some people. I mean, Pat Tutwiler, of course, was a educator. The Secretary of Ed. He's on the board. Erica Fisher um, from Holy Holy Cross University is excellent, and there there are parent and student representatives as well. But certainly, we will be suggesting a variety of names to the governor and hope that she may choose some of them. She has a few more appointments this coming summer. It seems timely to, to, to make that point that there ought to be seats specifically designated for educators and for labor. Yes, there's been a weird disconnect. Frankly, we often find this on school committees as well, where there's people rentals and school systems who may not have as much experience actually in schools. So we hope that perspective plays a bigger and bigger role on the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education. Max Page, any final comments on the state of the world and education today that we should know before you leave us? Well, I will say that when we'll probably talk about this in the future, but clearly there is a growing darkening storm clouds coming around funding for our public schools. And I know out in here in Western Mass, where, where I live, where we all are, um, there's especially, we're seeing this Northampton, Amherst, a lot of the hill towns, 
many places are seeing real crisis, and we're going to have to work on making sure that uh, that we get additional funding to protect the education that takes place in our public schools. And we maybe can talk about that in a future episode about how to how to do that. We will. Max Page is the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association. We thank you so much for your insight and time today. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Bill and Buzz. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP.